Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year-long crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible. We'll include excerpts from his spoken ministry, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. The Bible is so rich, so infinitely beyond man's ability to compose. How can we hope to understand it with our mere mental apprehension? We need the Lord's gracious shining to illuminate and unveil the truth in the Bible. Often this is done through the eyes of those who have gone before us to unlock the treasures that are contained in passages of Scripture, both obscure and familiar. A well-known and oft-quoted verse in 1 Corinthians 6 is an example of one that has much more to convey to us than a simple glance reveals. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Sounds familiar? Well, it sounds clear enough as well, but reading the whole passage cannot help but impress us that there is much more being spoken of here. Listen to the verses surrounding this verse. Verse 15, Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Verse 17, But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. And verse 19, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you have been bought with a price. So then glorify God in your body. Three marvelous truths are contained in these verses. These rich verses from 1 Corinthians 6. Francis Ball has joined us to talk about, Francis, we're members, our bodies even, are members of Christ. It sounds like too much, doesn't it, it? It really does, doesn't it? Francis, this is a book, 1 Corinthians, I think most listening and most serious Christians, those who have read the Bible, uh, at least more than just once through, uh, realize that it's a book dealing with many problems. But even as Paul presents the problems and the solutions or the answers, he obviously has given much consideration even as to how he groups them, the order they're presented, and how they're categorized. But within all these problems, and they deal with problems on a human level as well as a, uh, a spiritual level, Paul inserts a number of marvelous expressions that point us to the real solution to all the problems. And I'm thinking of a phrase found in chapter 5 that was covered in yesterday's program uh, in the midst of his dealing with many of the problems that we all face in, every day in our human life. And that is this verse, So then let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. There's much profound wisdom here, isn't there, in Paul's insertion of such a verse in the midst of all of these uh, human and spiritual problems. Yeah, after you read this a few times, you wonder, how did this verse get in there? You don't expect him to say, so then let us keep the feast. He's not talking about feasting here, apparently. Right. But there is a solution to the problems that he's talking about, and the way to have those problems solved 
is by this very verse, keeping the feast, the feast of unleavened bread. So I hope we find out in this message what this is talking about. Well, let's listen to Witness Lee, and then we'll have a chance to come back and talk about it some more. Paul's dealing has given us a clear sequence. These six dealings are all together concerning our human life. Dealing with the soul, dealing with the flesh, dealing with the right, dealing with the human freedom, marriage, and eating. These are the things related to our human life. Then you have the other five grouping together. Number one, height covering. Number two, the Lord's table. Height covering is related to Christ as the head. And the Lord's table is related to the church as Christ's body. And then the matter of gifts in chapters 12, 13, and 14. And then the doctrine of resurrection, number four. And then number five, the last one, the matter of giving, offering of material things to the Lord. And these five, you could see, are all related to spiritual things. Isn't this meaningful? The sequence of the dealings surely are under much, much consideration in a very, very significant way. He's dealing with these things, yet in his dealing, he refers us to something too excellent, too excellent. And uh, the uh, expressions or the utterances he uses for these excellent things you could never see in any other books, even not in his other books, such as the feast. Let us keep the feast. This is not a small thing, right? Let us keep the feast. It's not a small thing. This is a big thing. I just give you such a brief sketch of all the 11 pillars. This is the way to study the Bible. Francis, we took that excerpt from a rather detailed presentation that Witness Lee gave concerning uh, two categories of problems. Six problems, uh, very practical problems dealing with the human side, and five problems dealing with spiritual matters, uh, all of which were plaguing these believers in the church in Corinth. And we see, you know, as we study the Bible in one level, we see how there's a lot of application to problems that we all experience in our own human life and church life. But uh, the striking thing that we touched on a moment ago that I wanted to come back to is that in the midst of the presentation of all these problems, here's this reference to keeping the feast. Now, this is a bit of a review. There was a message about a week ago where we touched this verse, but let's come back to it because there's uh, there's something here we just shouldn't miss, isn't there? I believe so, Chris, because uh, we're talking about how to solve these kind of problems that have to do with the soul, the flesh, and all these things that were mentioned and how they're grouped together. And then he talks about keeping the feast. And the Feast of Unleavened Bread, of course, was an Old Testament feast. The children of Israel enjoyed this feast for seven days. And this uh, number seven 
implies and typifies the whole lifetime of a Christian. And he's admonishing us and admonishing these Corinthian believers with all these problems that to solve these problems only need to keep the feast, the feast of unleavened bread. Well, leaven in the Bible is something evil. So he's saying keep the feast of unleavened bread. That means to not have anything to do with anything evil but to keep feasting day by day on Christ as the unleavened bread. In him there is no leaven. So if we feast on him, we'll be delivered from all these kind of problems. And I feel like this is a a marvelous solution that he gives here in one verse to all the problems that he covered so far and they will cover in the next few minutes. So when we see these problems, the only way we have out is to keep the feast of unleavened bread. And that means to feed on Christ as your enjoyment, your satisfaction, and the keeping power from everything that's evil. Francis, uh, how much personal first-hand experience do we have over the course of our years in the Christian life of trying to deal with uh, problems like these and forgetting about the feast? Uh, Pretty well are spiritually uh, handicapped and crippled when we uh, approach the Christian life in this way, aren't we? That's right. We really are because these things that have to do with the soulish life and the fleshly life, the fleshly things, and claiming our rights to do certain things that we like to do, and dealing with the freedom that we have and abusing the human freedom. These are all problems that we usually would try to deal with more or less psychologically, try to figure out better ways to behave, better ways to uh, think about something more positive. But when Paul deals with this. Immediately he introduces this matter of keeping the feast of unleavened bread. And if we really practice this, we would certainly be free from all these things. And as you pointed out, I can't help but think of Dick Taylor when we touch a point like this, because uh, this is kind of a, a tailor-made portion for Brother Dick. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he you know, has such a way of pointing out that this feasting, as you just mentioned, is really our day-by-day, moment-by-moment enjoyment of Christ, who is the real unleavened bread, isn't he? Amen. That's the enjoyment of Christ in our daily life. Just keeping this feast by enjoying the Lord day by day would keep us from all these problematic things. Francis, we mentioned at the beginning of the program today these uh, three great points of truth. First, knowing that our bodies are members of Christ, and then the matter of being joined to the Lord as one spirit. And finally, that our body is also the temple of the Holy Spirit. A key verse that will help us uh, really understand how these are interrelated, because as we're going to find out now in the final two segments of the program today, really these three are really one. And as I said, a key verse that he will point out comes from Romans chapter 8, verse 11. And listen to this verse. And if the Spirit of the One who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who indwells you. Mm -hmm. Sounds similar to 1 Corinthians 6, doesn't it? Yes, it does, but this is a mysterious verse to many, many Christians. They see a lot of uh, admonitions to not do this and to do that and to keep yourself from evil and all those kind of things and really never realized that really what happens in our lives to keep us from these negative things is the Spirit who's dwelling within us. So when we see this verse, the Spirit of the one who 
raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through his Spirit who indwells you. And that's marvelous. I'm just quoting the verse you just quoted again. It's, it's worth it, isn't it? It is. Let's go to Witness Lee, and then we'll come back and maybe quote it a third time. What is our body being the member of Christ? What is to be joined to the Lord as one spirit? What is our body being the temple of the Holy Spirit? These are the deepest verses in the Holy Writings. If you have never got into Romans 8, 11, you could never understand how the Lord today is for the body and how God will in the future, raise up or resurrect our body. Romans 8:11 says, through the indwelling spirit of the very God who raised up Jesus from among the dead, life will be imparted into our mortal body. There is something right now is going on. If you are a real seeker of the Lord, something within you is going on. What something? That is the spirit of the resurrecting God is imparting life into your body. I surely can testify a number of times I was tired. I was weak physically, but I had to speak. And while I was speaking, I must testify something was infusing me. And the thing I was infused with was the resurrected Christ as the life supply. And then not only my spirit got strengthened, but my mortal body was made alive. Do we know that we are organically united with Christ? Based upon what? Imagination? No. Based upon verse 17. What verse 17 says? It says, He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. That is the organic unit. Our body is the member of Christ. Just by the organic union in our spirit. And by Christ making his home in our heart. But this way, from the spirit to the soul, to the soul, to our body, then our body becomes his member. Francis, I think it's not too much to say that over the centuries, probably much midnight oil has been burned by theologians, seminary students, serious Bible scholars trying to understand these verses doctrinally. But what we got just now was so superior even to a doctrinal analysis of these very difficult verses because there's a key here, isn't there, into the experience of salvation. I don't think anyone hardly before this ministry had such a clear view of what these verses are talking about. These are mysterious verses. Your body. We usually think of our body being the source of all the evil impulses in us. Right. And so we don't realize that our body even is called here a member of Christ. 
So uh, there's something more here than just being a little bit taught about what the verses mean. But there's some solution to these problems that we need to see here that can be really experienced by us, by what's going on in us right now. How about his testimony of uh, having to speak or minister and uh, coming to the microphone or the platform uh, tired, physically weak, and uh, something happens? I know you've experienced that as well, haven't you? I have. Even coming sometimes to visit with this uh, program, I feel pretty uh, worn out. But all of a sudden, something is happening inside that energizes, even gives clear thinking and a clear understanding. And the words begin to, to be life to me. So I feel like what Brother Lee says here, we all could experience just by the fact that there is something going on inside of us because he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So there's a spirit operating in us, giving life even to our mortal body. This verse is uh, absolutely a key. We were talking before we this last segment, quoting the verse in Romans 8.11 a couple of times. It's worth uh, reading 1 Corinthians 6.17 at least a couple of times. I'm going to read it again. You just said it. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. And that is such an affirming verse, affirming the fact of what we read in Romans chapter 8, verse 11. This spirit is the one that raised Jesus from the dead. This is the one that is now indwelling in us. And surely this one is able to give life even to our mortal bodies, Amen. isn't he? Amen. Amen. You're infusing me right now, Chris. <laughs> this is really the case, that this kind of life that's in us, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. I think we've heard many, many times on this program that we are one spirit with the Lord. The Lord as the spirit is now mingled together with our spirit. But this is pointing out that the spirit mingled with our spirit is doing something in us, not just there mingled with our spirit, but is operating in us in such a way to give life to our mortal body. Now we can understand what it really means that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yes, I believe this is a way to understand it. Well, let's go back to Witness Lee. We have one more section. I'm looking forward to it. These three things, our body being the members of Christ and we are joined to the Lord, one spirit, and our body being the temple of the Holy Spirit. These three things are just one thing. And the key point is in verse 17. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. How could our body so sinful, so lustful, become a member of Christ? and a temple of the Holy Spirit, just by the indwelling spirit of the resurrected Christ imparting life into our dead body, into our mortal body. This is the key. So, we all must exercise, practice, and experience how the Lord today as the life-giving spirit is within our spirit. We just exercise this, practice this, and enjoy this, and this will open wide the way for the Lord to impart life to our physical body. It is by this way that our physical body will be full 
of the resurrection life of Christ and become a member of him. As our body becomes a member of this indwelling Christ, spontaneously, this body is the joining place of that spirit, the Holy Spirit, the life-giving spirit. So you can see these three things are actually just one thing. Paul's dealing is not that shallow. Paul's dealing eventually brings back to this spirit. And this issue is just the all-inclusive, life-giving spirit, indwelling our entire being. All the problems come from the lacking of this indwelling spirit. All the problems among the Christians in the churches are from the lacking of the experience of such an all-inclusive, life-giving, indwelling spirit. Paul, in all his dealings, eventually brings us back to this one thing. Isn't this wonderful? Francis, this is a marvelous, not just conclusion, but the way it unified the whole message. In a sense, we seem to be going almost down two paths today. On the one hand, we had this word about keeping the feast sandwiched in uh, between all of Paul's dealing with these uh, mega problems confronting yeah, right. the church in Corinth. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we jump to this matter of our body being members of Christ and being joined to the Lord organically as in one spirit. And finally, our bodies being the temple of the Holy Spirit but really uh, very unified the way he presented it because Paul, in his marvelous wisdom, inspired by the Holy Spirit, brings us constantly back to this very experiential spiritual reality, doesn't he? The organic union with Christ. Just like he said at the closing of that section, he said, isn't this wonderful? You know, to know that our body is being given the divine life, the life that's in our spirit, and we're not just those people who have life in our spirit, But this spirit is spreading and growing into our being. And we call this in the Bible transformation. Like in Romans 12, 2, your mind being transformed by being renewed by this transformation. And uh, other passages to show that our soul, our mind, emotion, and will is being transformed and renewed by this life that's in our spirit. That spirit that we have in us has now been mingled with and made one with the divine spirit the spirit which Jesus Christ became in resurrection when he became the life-giving spirit. Now he's giving life even to our mortal body, not only renewing our mind, our emotion, our will, but giving life to our mortal body. This is marvelous because our problem so much is with our body. The feelings of our body, the lusts of our body, all seem to control us too much. But by keeping the feast, as you mentioned, this brings us into a relationship with the Lord in our spirit that spreads even to our mortal body so that we are really freed from all of these things that infect us so Hmm. negatively. This really brings to light the fact that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and is a member of Christ and is joined to the Lord as one spirit. We're seeing the fact that this matter of the spirit spreading through our being is giving life to our mortal bodies. Francis, we, we have this term we use all the time, God's economy. Uh, 
It was unveiled today through these wonderful verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Uh, not just a, a wonderful teaching today, not just new understanding of the scripture, but uh, a handle yeah. on practical daily salvation from those things that plague us in our mind and even, as you said, in our body, those desires and lusts and uh, problems associated with the flesh. Once the spirit is really the leading part in our being, this spirit is joined to the Lord and is one with him, and that spirit that raised him from the dead delivers us from all these kind of problems. The marvelous thing is the organic salvation is accomplished by the spirit who's in our spirit spreading into our body. Francis, thank you. Enjoyed our fellowship a lot today. Amen. Well, our time is up. We'd like to leave you with our toll-free number, invite you to contact us about the printed life study messages and about all of the other things that we have to offer here at Living Stream Ministry. If you'll call us toll-free, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. We'll be glad to tell you about all of these things and uh, get this material off to you right away. For Francis Paul, I'm Chris Wilde. Please join us again tomorrow, and thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. We have these recorded studies on every book of the Bible, available to you online, free of charge. Just visit our website, lsmradio.com. You can download the MP3 files, stream them live, or add them to your podcast subscriptions, all at no charge. Once more, the website, lsmradio.com. To contact us, send email to radio at lsm.org or call us at one triple eight life study that's 888-543-3788 thanks for listening today